Rewriting Dad is a podcast about secrets, uncovering them, keeping them, making peace with them, sharing them. And as we wade through Leslie's story and make peace with her father's secrets, we realize that many of you, our loyal Sleuthkin listeners, have secrets too. And some of you have reached out and you want to share them and we want to give you that opportunity. So now we bring to you our new segment called, drumroll, Family Secrets. This is where you get to share that thing that's been weighing on you. We'll respect whatever level of anonymity you wish. But it is a place where you can lay your secrets down and hopefully, for a moment, you'll feel a little lighter. One of our listeners reached out to share her family secret. Hi, Brooke. Thanks for joining me. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. I am thrilled that you're sharing this secret. Um, when I got the message about this, when you sent the, the email through, I had to read it twice because I <laughs> didn't actually, I couldn't believe that this was true. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. What is the secret that you want to bring to light? Okay. So I have never met my grandfather. He passed away before I was born. Um, it's my dad's dad. And so I've only heard stories about him. Um, all terrible. <laughs> he was a, like a very violent man. He, you know, beat the kids. He beat my grandmother. Um, and just nothing good to say about him. But my dad had told me, um, a couple of stories, um, pretty much my whole life, but I never did really dig into it to see the whole story, I guess. So he was younger. Um, and my grandfather was a detective in Louisville, Kentucky. So he was on the police force and quite possibly like the worst person you could have in a position of power, <laughs> but he was on the police force. And my dad remembered that he had gotten in trouble and was at least charged with manslaughter once because he had shot an unarmed 17-year-old black kid um, who was running away from him, and it killed him. And so he was charged for that, but in the end, they ended up dismissing the charges, and he continued to be an officer. So I had I'd heard about that, um, and I was able to look it up and find out all the awful details about it. But the other story is a little fuzzy for my dad because um, he didn't get the full picture. So he remembers um, other detectives coming to their house one time and questioning his dad about the disappearance of two men. Um, and of course, they, you know, shoot him out of the room so he didn't get to hear everything. But he remembered that. And then he also remembered before this happened he saw his dad in the crawl space of their house and, you know, he's like, what is, you know, what are you doing? And his dad told him that he was digging out a basement. So he was in the crawl space with a shovel, um, which is not typical protocol mm -hmm. for building a basement or digging out yeah. a basement. <laughs> it's not the most um, efficient way to do it. No, no, definitely not. And then my dad was also like, you know, First of all, if he was going to dig out a basement, he would have had one of us kids doing it. Like, <laughs> he was awful. Um, and then, of course, that one day he was in there and then that was it. There was never a basement or anything like that. Um, and then years go by. Um, my dad was able to get his mom, which was my grandmother, out of that marriage. And my dad actually let her live with him because I think he was probably... 19 or 20, like he was still pretty young. And he had come home from work one day to find his dad there. And when he walked in, he was chasing his mom around the kitchen table. 
she had obviously been hit already. She had blood coming out of one of her ears. And it was the first time that my dad stood up to him and, you know, he told him to leave. And when he did that, his dad told him that he would make him disappear just like the other two. So, yeah. And so, you know, we sort of connect the dots and um, my dad ended up joining the Air Force and he was stationed down in Florida. And while he was down there, he said there was one day where his dad just randomly showed up and, you know, it was very strange because they didn't, like, they were not close at all. Uh, but his dad just showed up and he said, you know, I answered the door and I'm like, you know, do you want some coffee? And he's like, sure. And he stayed for a little bit and then he left. And my dad was like, my dad thought he was going to shoot him is what he thought. But he thought his dad was going to shoot him. Yeah. He thought his dad was there to shoot him for, you know, all the issues he caused by pulling his mom out of that marriage. And, um, he said he doesn't think that he did because the neighbors in his apartment building, they were all right outside. So, you know, there would have been lots of witnesses, but, um, it was a very eerie story. What happened to your grandfather in the end? He ended up, um, having Alzheimer's and, um, ironically, my dad ended up taking care of him, um, until he passed away. And is your dad still alive? He is. Yeah. And so listening to your all's podcast, it, it brought up those memories and I was like, you know, I should start looking into that. And I found out all of the stuff about the shooting of the teenager. And I was like, you know, this, this, there could be more to this other story too. Um, and it would also make a good podcast. So I've been, um, interviewing my dad and getting all kinds of information and learning a lot of things I didn't know. Yeah. How does that feel though? I mean, as we're going through Leslie's story and unraveling her dad's secrets, it starts to change the way you see yourself as well. And how does knowing this about your grandfather, how does it change you? Well, I think, you know, my dad's told me some things growing up, but, you know, I don't think until really until you're older, you, you develop an understanding of your parents from a different perspective. You know, you start to see them more as a person. And so to hear him tell me these stories again, you know, it makes a lot of the things that he, he does, it makes them make sense. So my dad is not violent at all. Um, and basically the complete opposite of his dad, probably because of his dad. Um, and, you know, my dad tells me stories about um, how, you know, they had some, they were poor, so they had some food scarcity issues, but, you know, his dad always ate well and, it's funny because growing up, um, my dad ended up becoming very successful and food was always like in abundance at our house. Like we had a whole counter full of like, um, I don't know if y'all have a Sam's club in Canada, but, um, you eat in parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like those giant tubs of candy, we had like all the candy and, you know, they would go to the grocery and spend $500 and, you know, it was just, and then even to this day, like if my dad comes to visit, he brings a lot of food. And so it, it occurred to me a couple of years ago, you know, like that's how my dad shows love because that's what was deprived of him growing up. Right. Yeah. So it's that's interesting. interesting. I think that's so important though. I love, I love that idea of when we start to see our parents as real people and with interesting lives and, and it gives you more compassion for them and more compassion for yourself too. If like, well, I'm just doing my best. And so were they. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely does. And then I think about, you know, my mom passed away last year, but uh, I, since I've had kids, you know, 
I think about all the situations where like I judged her pretty harshly and I expected a lot more of her and I'm like there is no way I would have done half the crap that she did <laughs> you know like yeah 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 no it does give you a new sense I'm sorry to hear about your loss yeah thank you so do you think does it sound like your dad thinks or do you think that your grandfather killed two people that were never found? Yeah. I mean, my dad definitely thinks that I, I, you know, I wasn't sure for a long time because you kind of wonder, you know, like maybe it's just exaggerating, but, um, I was able to actually just this week, I got my grandfather's personnel record from the police department. I know oh my God. it was like 31 pages and full of crazy stuff. Um, I found newspaper articles where, you know, he was punished for, um, he beat a dog to death in the middle of a street that had been hit by a car. So, you know, instead of just shooting the dog, he beat it to death in front of people. And there was this big like outrage. So it's like, you know, he clearly, like there was clearly some violent tendencies and, um, you know, my dad said like animals would not walk in his yard. Like they lived in a subdivision and dogs would walk around his yard because he would shoot at them if they, if they did. So, um, yeah, so I definitely, I definitely think there's probably more. And then my dad too thinks, you know, I've sent him all of these newspaper articles and, you know, he's gotten reprimanded for like, um, violent force, you know, when arresting somebody and, um, my dad just says, you know, that's only what he got caught for. You know, who knows what he didn't get caught for. And I think he's absolutely right. Was this in the 50s and 60s or? Yeah, he was an officer um, mid 40s to about 1952. Wow. How are you going to keep unraveling? And do you need to know? Like, Is it something that you want to solve? Or is it something that if you uncover something uh, nefarious, it will be really upsetting. Um, it won't be upsetting for me. I just, you know, I, I never knew the man, so I don't have any sort of personal connection with him. And, you know, I've talked to my dad about it and about, you know, like his feelings towards it. And he and I are very similar in, you know, like, you know, the truth will set you free kind of thing. So he's like, you know, I'm basically, he already kind of assumes the truth anyway, or what we think is going to be the truth anyway. So he's not going to be upset about it. Um, but I do think he would, he would like to know, I think it would put him at ease because I think he's wandered for a long time. Um, and then also he had bought his parents' house, um, I think when he was like 18 or 19, um, and ended up selling it later on. So part of him is like, I wonder if I could get trouble. Like if they do find something in the house and I sold it, <laughs> you know, like, ah! I know, I don't oh, like, know, no. I don't know. <laughs> you you might find yourself in the middle of an open investigation. You've just stumbled into something you had no idea about. I know. Isn't that crazy? So we'll see. Yeah. Why is it important, do you think? I mean, so many people live their lives and never look at these family secrets, never look at their own secrets, aren't able to look inside and go, oh, that's a curious thing I did. Or there's something strange about, you know, we sort of often think about our ancestors and we idolize this idea of like, I come from all these people who are probably great. And what if <laughs> no, they weren't? <laughs> <laughs> How does that change the way you live knowing that about your grandfather? Uh, I mean, it really doesn't affect me because I, 
you know, we have a very dysfunctional family anyway. So my dad has lots of brothers and sisters, but, um, you know, really now, like looking back, I can see um, every one of them was affected um, by their upbringing, which was awful. And you could just see everyone sort of took their own route, you know, like one really went off the deep end and was never okay again. And um, one's definitely in denial. Um, and it's very interesting to me to see how they've been affected by it, but I don't really have a personal relationship with any of them. So um, it really doesn't affect me personally. Yeah. It, it gives you compassion. I can see that though, that, and the way that you raise your own children is knowing, you know, you, I read your blog um, and seeing how you raise your family and it's very different than that history. Yes. I try very hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thank you so much for joining me today and for being so honest and for sharing your family's secret. And uh, we're going to keep up with you and find out what you find out. Oh, for sure. I will definitely share. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Do not go into that crawl space alone. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> I'll do a live. <laughs> a live stream. You can follow more on Brooke's journey as she seeks to uncover the truth about her grandfather at brookwilkerson.com. If you want to share your family secret, we would love to hear from you. You can remain anonymous while unburdening your conscience. Fill out the contact form on our website at rewritingdad.ca. On our next episode of Rewriting Dad, we discover more about Claudio's many lives. A concert promoter, politician, gambler, oh yeah, and an FBI informant. Until next time, shh. Stay mysterious AF.